Chapter forty six of the Wyvern Mystery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Wyvern Mystery by Joseph Sheridan Lefano. Chapter forty six. Harry drinks a glass and spills a glass about an hour after old dulcibella came to the door and knocked charles fairfield had slept a little and was again awake into that still darkened room she came to whisper her message mr harry's come and he's downstairs and he'd like to see you and he wanted to know whether he could see the master i'll go down and see him say i'll see him with pleasure said alice harry is here darling she said gently drawing near to the patient but you can't see him of course i must whispered the invalid peremptorily darling are you well enough i'm sure you ought not if the doctor were here he would not allow it don't think of it darling rye and he'll come again in a few days when you are stronger it will do me good whispered charles bring him you tire me wait she can tell him i'll see him alone go go ally go she would have remonstrated but she saw that in his flushed and irritated looks which warned her against opposing him further you are to go down dulcibella and bring mr harry to the room to see your master and dulcibella like a dear good creature won't you tell him how weak master charles is she urged following her to the lobby and beg of him not to stay long in a minute or two more the clank of harry fairfield's boot was heard on the stair he pushed open the door and stepped in hello charlie dark enough to blind a horse here all right now i hear you'll be on your legs again i can't see you upon my soul not a stim a'most before you see three sundays you mustn't be tiring yourself i'm not talking too loud eh would you mind an inch or two more of the shutter open no said charles faintly a little there that isn't much i'm beginning to see a bit now you've had a stiff bout this time charlie wasn't typhus nothing infectious chiefly the upper story but you had a squeak for it my lad i'd to come over to look after you but my hands was too full no good harry could not have spoken or seen you better now a bit shaky still said harry lowering his voice you'll get over that though fast enough keeping your spirits up i see and harry winked at the decanters somewhat better than that rat got claret too this is the stuff to put life in you port yes he filled his brother's glass smelled to it and drank it off so it is and right good port i'll drink your health charlie he added playfully filling his glass again i'm glad you came harry i feel better said the invalid and he extended his thin hand upon the bed to his brother hoot 
of course you do said harry looking hard at him for he was growing accustomed to the imperfect light you'll do very well and alice i hear is quite well also and so you've had a visit from the old soldier and a bit of a row eh very bad harry oh god help me moaned charles she ain't pretty and she ain't pleasant bad without and worse within like a collier sack said harry with a disgusted grimace lifting his eyebrows and shaking his head she's headlong and headstrong and so there has been bad work i don't know what's to be done the best thing to be done's to let her alone said harry they've put her up at hatherton i hear that's one thing murmured charles with a great sigh i'm a heartbroken man harry that's easy mended don't prosecute that's all get out of the country when you're well enough and they must let her go and maybe the lesson won't do her no harm i'm glad i have you to talk to murmured charles with another great sigh i can't get it out of my head you'll help me harry all i can tain't much and harry there's a thing that troubles me he paused it seemed exhausted don't mind it now you're tiring yourself drink a glass of this and he filled the glass from which he had been drinking his port no i hate wine he answered no no by and by perhaps you know best he acquiesced i suppose i must drink it myself which necessity he complied with accordingly i heard the news you know and i'd a come sooner but i'm taken in action next sizes on a warranty about the grey filly against that damned rogue farmer lundy and had to be off t'other side of wyvern we the lawyer tain't easy to hold your own we the cheatin chaps that's goin now i can tell you i'm no good to talk now harry you'll find me better next time only harry mind remember i mayn't be long for this world and i give you my honour i swear in the presence of god who'll judge me i never was married to bertha it's a lie i knew she'd give me trouble some day but it's a lie alice is my wife i never had a wife but alice by god almighty that other's a lie don't you know it's a lie harry don't be bothering yourself about that now said harry coldly with rather a sullen countenance looking askance through the open space in the window shutter to the distant horizon long heads my lad and lawyers leer for the quips and cranks o' law what should i know harry i know you love me you won't let wrong be believed said charles fairfield in a voice suddenly stronger than he had spoken in before i won't let wrong be believed he answered coolly perhaps sulkily and he looked at him steadily for a little with his mouth sullenly open you know harry he pleaded there's a little child coming it would not do to wrong it oh harry don't you love your poor only brother harry looked as if he was going to say something saucy but instead of that he broke into a short laugh 
upon my soul charlie a feller think you took me for an affidavit man when did i ever tell nout but the truth sich rot a chap like me that's faulted always for being too blunt and plain-spoken and as for likin i'd like to know what else brings me here of course i don't say i love any one all out as well as harry fairfield you're my brother and i stand by you according but as i said before i love my shirt very well but i like my skin better hey and that's all fair all fair harry i'll i'll talk no more now harry i'll lie down for a little and we'll meet again harry was again looking through the space of the open shutter and he yawned he was thinking of taking his leave in this brown study he was interrupted by a sound it was like the beginning of a little laugh he looked at charlie who had uttered it his thin hand was extended toward the little table at the bedside and his long arm in its shirt sleeve his eyes were open but his face was changed harry had seen death often enough to recognize it with a dreadful start he was on his feet and had seized his brother by the shoulder charlie man charlie look at me my god and he seized the brandy bottle and poured ever so much into the open lips it flowed over from the corners of the mouth over cheek and chin the throat swallowed not the eyes stared their earnest stare unchanging into immeasurable distance charles fairfield was among the fairfields of other times hope and fear the troubles and the dream ended end of chapter 46 recording by john brandon